now with springtime, uh, people want outdoor activities. The great outdoor activity that's picking up some momentum across the country and I guess in Fort Worth also, rooftop cinema. The idea is to take some underutilized parking lot or, or in this case, it's the old tennis courts atop the Renaissance uh, Renaissance Worthington Terrace over in Fort Worth and turn them into a movie theater. It's the idea of a Brit who joins us right now, Jerry Cottle, joins us. And he's the CEO of, of Rooftop Cinema. It's good to have you with us. Oh, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. This That's is great. a great idea, but everybody loves to go outside. But, I mean, the problem is you go outside and sometimes it, it rains or or in the case of in the case of here in the summertime, it's it's bright for a long time. You've got sure. some challenges, I guess, huh? Yeah. So so rooftop uh, is is an open air film experience, and we screen classic cult and recent releases. But you're absolutely right. Uh, right. Our, if anything, our enemy is the weather. But uh, the way we look at it is um, when it's bright and beautiful, um, the, the crowds come, and we just have to manage some of the uh, inclement weather uh, but we have a policy that is really focused on the customer you can go at any point and uh, transfer your tickets and we don't want anyone sitting in the rain if it's a bit of cloud that's okay we do everything we can to keep the screening going because it's so important to keep uh, people's plans ahead but uh, we make sure we look after you and we always try and judge it so that you have the best experience possible you know it really it, it looks yeah. to me like it's the, the experience maybe more so than the movie i mean it's your outdoors you've got a lawn chair you've got what food trucks and and you can drink, and you can you can socialize, and there happens to be a movie on. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. I love that you you know sort of put it that way. Is rooftop is more than a movie. If anything, it harks a bit back to the great American uh, driving days. You know that started here in 1933. But the idea is that film lovers see it something altogether different from maybe a traditional cinema, which you know we love as well. That's more about the movie. It's about we've got great service. To your point, we have this delicious food. We have these um, awesome cocktails. We then have um, people come early. They socialize, which is unusual for cinema, right? They don't just pop in and see the movie. They'll play games. They'll talk about the movie. I'm trying to put the social celebration back into film watching and then you do all this uh and then you sit down and watch your favorite movie on the big screen as the sun sets and uh the stars begin to sparkle it's pretty magical but you're right it's it's a so it's social cinema it's more than a movie yeah. and, and and the thing is that's that's great because it gets dark later and later I, you know i've been to the uk in the summertime and my gosh mm. i don't know how you guys do it there it doesn't get start getting dark until 10 o'clock <laughs> at night or something 10 30 yeah, here and here, you know, you've got to push off, you know, dark. Maybe one of the great enemies of of uh, outdoor cinema, of drive-in theaters, was daylight savings time. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, well, you put, you know, it's funny. You hit the nail on the head again with the one of the reasons. I, I obviously I love America. I've been coming here for all my life as a kid. I was very blessed to be many places with my father's traveling you know traveling around he's a circus owner and um but one of the things that which was i actually to your point i was uh, standing on a rooftop in england uh drying out my socks it was that wet i had to take my socks off and uh, wring them out and uh and i was looking thinking this is a great concept we do well here in england but surely there's got to be something it's got to be a bit more of a blessing and that's when i came up with the idea of coming to america and you're right we couldn't even go north of london because as you go north you know you're a well-traveled man to go north of of, of london it just gets the daylight savings gets later and later if you're in manchester it's you won't you know it doesn't it doesn't set properly till about 10 30 at night 
So we had no chance. So that was one of the reasons um, our crisis comes opportunity, right? That's one of the reasons we came to the States to make sure we can have a business that actually could could run well and survive, um, you know, 12 months a year. Well, we're yeah. trying to roll back daylight saving time here, so maybe it'll happen. <laughs> but we'll see if it's if it stays with the with the later hours. Though. Yeah, but so yeah. you're in, as I said, you're in Chicago, Miami, Correct. San Diego, yeah. New York. Yeah. How do you find your locations? Do they find you or do you find the locations? I mean, you found yeah, this you found this abandoned yeah. tennis court on top of the Renaissance yeah. in Fort Worth. Yeah, it's a bit of both. So we've got two business models. What we're looking for, um, for we have two. We have the long-term uh, business model, which is we're trying to, you know, finding underutilized spaces like parking garages, which you you uh, voiced earlier, uh, and we turn that and we take a ten-year lease. Yeah, it's money for money for nothing for the landlords, and we turn, and we and also I think we're turning these underutilized spaces which are gray and kind of lost within a city center really making them something fantastic and uh, a lively place to come and socialize that's one model and then the other model is what we call um, a kind of residential model which is um, great people like here um, at the uh, the worthington where they have underutilized space and we take a partnership so we'll come and run the cinema and those and you know the the hotel does an amazing job of running the food and beverage which they're obviously known for so we're very lucky we have two two kind of models but i'd say in general would you know we're first trying to look for those kind Kind of longer term um sunbelt um, kind of areas california texas florida but of course we went into chicago last year um, and we found a great hotel there but we was only open four and a half months but we packed them out for four and a half months so with the kind of colder climates we have to look more for partnerships because obviously we can't be renting a space all year when we're only using it for maybe you know a third of the year but it strikes me I mean, this this doesn't this isn't particularly capital intensive is it i mean you've got you put up a screen and you've got now you've got you know a, a projection systems that mm-hmm. are that are much better than when we used to use film and and bright mm-hmm. and you put up some some lawn chairs it's a fairly portable concept yeah, it is a fairly portable concept. I think the difference with us, though, and one of the things I've always done from the very beginning um, was we're changing the way people experience open-air cinema. We could do this cheaply. We could stick a screen up in a few chairs, but what we do, we take pride in making it the Sorrow House of outdoor screenings. We spend a ton of money. You know, we'll do you know a million and a half, two million on a build. Very different from just popping a screen up outside. That's what we're about. We're about kind of boot, uh, modernizing the way people watch outdoor cinema. Our screens are the top of the range. Our sound is through headphones and it's fantastic. So absolutely. Um, I think where we spend quite a bit of money is obviously the permissions. It's very difficult to set these things up, but we pride ourselves on being doing it for over a decade. And when we work with the cities, they understand that we're the, the best and the, the most reliable people to do what we need to do. You know, and here in the States, and I don't know if it's true in the UK, this, this movie business is sort of a closed community and yeah. and they they build up these these barrier walls around getting you know first run movies do you have access to first run or are you relying more on classic movies yeah, they do build up walls. And I think that's something that I hope is going to change because we do mainly classic movies. I'd say 90%. We are starting to do new releases. But you're right, a lot of the cinemas, I think they they, they sort of fear when we come to like a, we can't put a rooftop above one of the big major, major chains. But to be honest, we drive huge footfall. We, we are having getting 60% of our, our demographic is the 25 to 35 with you know disposable incomes. We're also driving millennials, which aren't really going to cinemas as much. They're driving millennials because, A, we're getting great, cool content, this alternative, but also we're Instagram um, kind of worthy. Yeah. 
outdoor views. We have Instagram walls. So I think hopefully the cinemas over time will see it's not as a threat, but as um, almost a partner. Um, people are not going to choose to go to a cinema instead of us. They're going to want to go to either one cinema to see a new release and sit and watch a movie, or they're going to come to us for more of an, uh, like I said, more of a film experience. I think we live side by side. We um, we drive footfall for restaurants and bars. We we drive footfall for cinemas. So I hope long term um, they see it as an absolute uh, something that just keeps people interested in getting off the sofa and watching films. That's the most important bit. Yeah. Escape it. And, and it's well thought out. You know, it, it, I, I was just looking at my notes and I'd forgotten you pass out headphones. So you've got yeah. wireless headphones. So you've got yeah. good audio. You can actually hear the movie. I mean, despite right. the fact that you're outside. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a classic. Again, I use that phrase, at crisis comes opportunity. We were told about a week before we opened our first venue, Jerry, we can't upset the neighbours. I thought, oh, 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 wow. What, what, what's this going to do to my business? I scrambled around. I bought some silent disco headphones. And the very first <laughs> film I played was Stand By Me. It's 89 minutes long. And I thought, if this is going to go badly wrong, I've only got to suffer for 89 minutes. And uh, and lo and behold, at the end of the movie, people were streaming out. I loved it. And I loved the headphones. And you know that was that the the star was born, if you like, and that's now a unique selling point. Um, and when you've got to head now, latency is a problem. Is can you can you sync the audio with the the lips moving on the screen easily? Absolutely, it's just fantastic. The technology is brilliant. It's on an FM transmitter. It's really synced up. We've obviously get the best quality we can, and it's one of the things we get our reviews rave about. The other reason it's it's great is. Obviously, it's built to stop all the wind disturbing the sound when you're outdoors. But the other reason is it's it's got rid of the, the those dreaded rustling, uh, rustling sweet packets and uh, the <laughs> yeah, well, chomping of popcorn. So crying, a lot of crying, ba oh. crying babies and. Uh... Yeah, cry babies. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's quite magical. And again, that wasn't the purpose when we first got them. It was more a stroke of luck. But um, what turned out, you know, turned out to be a real um, key part of uh, our experience, and we we feel blessed for it. Yeah. And you had a did you have a location in Dallas for a while? We did. So we had a wonderful drive-in cinema where um, down where you had that the, the leaning tower, yeah, and they knocked it down. Exactly. And, uh, Over on Central great... Expressway, yes. That's right. That's right. And uh, we loved it there. And we did about three months, and then we just couldn't get you know further permission. So we're desperate to come back with a rooftop cinema. But uh, what I would say is that in those three months, we were very thankful for the people of Dallas because that saved our bi saved our business. We pivoted to drive-in cinema to save our business during COVID, and we focused on safety, value, and community with our screenings. And people came out and droves to see the driving and that literally meant we didn't we we saved our business we didn't have to fight you know um let anyone go and we survived it and here we are yeah. well and we're we gl glad you found a home uh, on the other side of the trinity maybe you can you can straddle straddle and come back toward dallas uh, someday too. yeah i'd love we'd love to we're, we're desperate to we're going to be there soon hopefully all right jerry coddle is the uh the founder the ceo of rooftop cinema which is in this case of Fort Worth, exactly what it sounds like right on top of the Worthingtons. Good to spend some time with you. Thank you. We wish you luck. Thanks, David. All the very best. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Really appreciate it. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.